today's uh, message um, being brought to us by Pastor Steen is Abraham, man of faith. And the Bible reading comes from Romans 4, 18 to 25. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about the age of a hundred, he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God was able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins and he was raised to life to make us right with God. This is the word of the Lord. We invite Pastor up. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Abraham, man of faith. Paul paints a picture for us of Abraham's faith in our text this morning from Romans 4. But when we read the actual account in Genesis, we also get another angle on Abraham's struggle, on Abraham's reality, if you like, of living in the world as one who has promises of God, but who doesn't see that promise yet fulfilled. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for the gift of Abraham, for the way you led him and walked with him. Help us to believe, Lord, when we do not yet see. In Jesus' name. Amen. And Jesus did say, didn't he, believe in God, believe also in me. So what does it mean to believe? What does it mean to be a person of faith? Abraham, we're told, believed in God, or believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. And that's pretty important, isn't it? Because God receives nobody who's not righteous. God receives nobody who doesn't have that righteousness. So let's spend a little bit of time with Abraham this morning and say, uh, what can we learn about faith from thinking about Abraham, the man of faith? Now, Abraham was already 75 years old when God called him, and that's even older than an old bloke like me. And Abraham got this word from God. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. 
I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse, and in all the families of the earth you shall be blessed. And as you see from the illustration from Crossways there, uh, that was accompanied by a covenant-making ceremony where God, in effect, through a ritual, promised to Abraham that his word would stand. God was going to make him a great promise. Now, all Abraham was was the promise of had. Sorry, all Abraham had was the promise of God. He had nothing more, but he also had nothing less. He had no down payment, if you like. There was nothing given to him, no incentive to get him going. All he had was the promise of God and his trust in that promise. And so Abraham gets up and gathers his family, all his goods, all his servants, slaves, whatever, and he heads off to the land that God promises him. And when he gets there, he heads south, going down to visit Egypt. And Abraham begins to worry. It seems like Sarai, his wife, was a real stunner. And he thought, well, when Pharaoh sees her, he's going to kill me in order for me, in order to get Sarai off me. And so Abraham says to Sarah, Let's pretend you're my sister. Abraham, where is your faith? And indeed, Pharaoh takes Sarah as his wife and God sends plagues on Egypt and eventually the Egyptians figure it out and Pharaoh gives her back to Abraham. God had promised Abraham that he'd become a great nation, yet he's childless. And he and Sarah are getting older. Now Abraham has plan A, but he doesn't like it very much. His heir is a servant in his house, Eliezer of Damascus. And so what does Abraham do? Well, he informs God that he has a problem. You've given me no offspring And so a slave born in my house is to be my heir. But the word of the Lord then comes to Abram and says, This man shall not be your heir. No one but your own issue shall be your heir. He brought him outside and then said, Look toward heaven and count the stars, if you're able to count them. Then he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. Abraham and Sarah are childless. But God says, no, you have the promise, you have the word, and you will have a descendant of your own body. And Abraham believes God's promise. Abraham, the man of faith. But then after a while, doubts begin to creep in. It it almost makes Abraham sound like he's human or something, doesn't it? I mean, doubts begin to creep in because Sarah is now well beyond childbearing age. Maybe God has forgotten his promise. And so Sarah and Abraham come up with plan B. 
to help God out a bit. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, bore him no children. She had an Egyptian slave girl whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said to Abram, You see that the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Go into my slave girl. It may be that I shall obtain children by her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. So after Abram had lived ten years in the land of Canaan, Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar the Egyptian, her slave girl, and gave her to her husband Abram as a wife. Plan B. Abram takes the slave girl as another wife. It seemed to happen back then. Most of us today think, no, never mind. <laughs> I've got to be careful she's here this morning. Huh? <laughs> Plan B. Let's help God out a little bit here. Maybe he's forgotten. Who knows? And in due time, of course, Ishmael is born. And Abram presents Ishmael to God and says, Look, God, here is a son from my own body. But God says, No. This is not a son of the promise. Where is your faith, Abraham? Where is your faith? Again, God assures Abraham that Sarah will bear a son, a child of the promise that they are to, be, that they are to call Isaac. And Abraham believes the promise. Abraham, man of faith. Then they head off into the territory of Abimelech, the king of Gir. And here we go again. Abraham says to Sarah, let's pretend you're my sister. Been there, done that, starred in the movie, but yet here we go again. Abraham, where's your faith? In due time, Isaac is born. And God speaks again. Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains that I shall show you. Abraham takes Isaac and he goes on a terrible journey. Who can understand God? What can he say to the boy? They climb the mountain. Where is the lamb for the sacrifice? Isaac asks. And his father simply answers, God will provide. A statement of faith. A statement of hope perhaps also. A statement of hope against hope. Abraham ties his son Isaac to the wood and he raises the knife to do what God is asking and God says, stop. Abraham, the man of faith. Isn't it wonderful to know that Abraham struggled and failed at times? Because so do I. And maybe also so do you. Isn't it wonderful that God remained true to his promise? That God sustained Abraham's faith even when he wavered and doubted? 
In the end, Abraham trusts God, even when he doesn't understand. He quits trying to help God out and simply believes God's promises. Faith lets God be God. God doesn't put us through the tests that Abraham did, or that, sorry, that he put Abraham through. You shouldn't try this at home, in other words. In fact, you shouldn't try it anywhere. We're not called to invent our own tests and challenges. Rather, we're called to learn from Abraham so that all in life and in all of life, we trust God. Even when we fail, we let God pick us up and we go on trusting God's promises. Abraham was told to sacrifice his own son. Not only his own son, but the son of the promise that God had given him so long ago. And that's in spite that human sacrifice was absolutely abhorrent to Israel as becomes plain later on in their history. We're never called, of course, to sacrifice our children, either literally or figuratively, because God has sacrificed his son. He sent Jesus to suffer and die on a cross for our sin and guilt, for our failure, for our failure to believe his promises and his goodness towards us. And Jesus took our place and died the death that we deserved. He raised him to life again so that we might be made right with God because we are now forgiven for Jesus' sake. We too are people of faith, are we not? We walk through our journey in this world believing God's promises and then sometimes also doubting them and struggling with them, but nevertheless believing. Surely that verse of scripture that says, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, is one that we can identify with. But at the end of the day, it doesn't depend upon us. Faith is not something we psych up in ourselves in order to get God to do what we want. Rather, faith is God's gift to us that simply clings to his promises even when we do not yet see their fulfillment. We believe because God has said and he's sent his son Jesus and given us the gift of the Holy Spirit who through the word of God creates faith in us so that we may hang on to the promises of God even when we do not yet see. And like Abraham, we're going to struggle and fail at times, are we not? Sometimes we're going to go through dark days. Sometimes we won't understand, and it seems even that God is against us. And yet we believe, even when we do not see. And so we follow in the footsteps of Abraham, the man of faith. We too are a people of faith. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the example of Abraham. We thank you, Lord, that 
when you breathed life into this, we now call the scriptures or the Bible, that you recorded there also the failings of your people and not just when things were going well. We thank you for the comfort of knowing that Abraham failed you as we do and yet you remain faithful to him as you also are faithful to your promises to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Please stand as you're able and join in our next song.